Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, what do you mean? You, you wanted know, to take the day off? You, you know, it sounds like I, you don't ever take a day off, I by thought the way. I'd get on here and announce the closings for today. You know what? They finally said we don't have to do that anymore. You know, for <laughs> me. Because we don't have snow. I don't know, West Hartford, so you, when you were little, you had to listen to the radio to get to W. I grew up in an S-town, uh, not like the, the podcast, but I mean, I had to wait a long time. I remember going into my parents' bed and listening to the radio yeah, yeah. and waiting for our, our letter. And- Chuck Mangione, they would play that Oh, trumpet. that was the background yeah, that bed was music? the background. You wait for Whiting Lane School in West Hartford. Later, I went to Renbrook School. Oh, you went to Renbrook? Yeah. My kids, yeah. my kid, my my youngest is an eighth grader there now. Oh, um, and they had a two-hour delay because they're up on the mountain and it's icy. Yeah, it's hard to get up and down. Yeah, Avon Mountain. You know, I did want to ask you. We talked about your parents and 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 their journey to to America and everything last time we had. And we have a ton of business to to get to, but this is a short block. You know, with your education, going to law school, you you could have made a lot of money. And I'm just curious. And like for me, I have a little bit of service guilt. I feel like my personality could have lent itself to probably doing a little more good. I try to convince myself that there's some service to what I do. But what what made you want to serve? Yeah, you know, if you ask my parents if they were sitting here, I think they'd say the same thing. They they probably wish that I'd made a lot of money, <laughs> become an entrepreneur, a small business person, or a big business person, or an investment banker these days. But you know, growing up working side by side with my parents in our Chinese restaurant. Um, first in Wethersfield, that was where the, the main Sampan restaurant was. But for a year and a half, we had one in the Farmington Valley Mall, not far from huh. here. Um, and, you know, that does something to you, working with your parents, watching them sacrifice seven days a week, 15 hours a day. And um, I always had this sense that that they were fighting for every inch and that there were a lot of people like us and um, people that – that worked with us in the restaurant. And I always had this keen sense that there are people, you know, outside of the kitchen, in the dining room, who, you know, it was our job to serve and, and we were invisible to them. And I just wanted, I wanted to be seen, I think. I wanted those folks to see me and my family and, and how hard my parents worked and how hard the people in our restaurant worked. So I think that's what drove me Did to you service. Like when you were in like law school, were you already knew the path you wanted to take? Yeah, uh, I did. I, I guess I'm one of those. Um, um, I had had a bunch of internships. I was um, really fortunate when I was 15 years old. Then Attorney General Joe Lieberman was running for the U.S. Senate. And I walked into the campaign office and volunteered. And, um, you know, he won by one percentage point over Lowell Weicker in 1988. Oh, yeah. and after that, I just kept getting involved. And then 
um, when I returned from law school, met the mayor of Stanford uh, at that time, Dan Malloy, and um, helped him out, and he became governor, and then I ran for legislature myself. So, you know, got lucky and and met some, you know, people along the way who who um, who helped me out, yeah, and, and I, gave me an opportunity. You know, it's it's true in in, in my business too. And we have to take a quick break. Whether you do it consciously or not, attaching yourself to people who you like or admire, who you think are going to win, um, it's okay to ride those coattails to get to get to meet more people and to get to get more experiences. I think it's really that's like that's what mentoring kind of is. Yeah, and and you know I've known the governor since 2006, and um, in private practice, work with his wife Annie, and and. And so have known them for a long time, and, and that relationship has been really important too. And yeah. so, um, you know, people normally don't look like me. I'm the first Asian American to serve in um, as a statewide elected official, the first Asian American elected to any state office in state history. And so, you know, I, there's no mentor that that has gone through what I've gone through, mm-hmm. or um, or who shares exactly my experience, but. I've been so lucky for all the mentors that that have invested in me and have given me a chance. It's good stuff. We're back with William Tong, Attorney General here on Brian and Company. I, I want to sort of get to like how how things originate. So you yeah. you have this action, which I want to ask what that is yeah. against Manchester Nissan for. I mean, the example you gave of somebody they tacked on like five grand on somebody buying a car. Does this come from consumer complaints? Like, how does this get to you? Both. So I should note, by the way, we talked about snow days, and I looked up and I saw the WTIC 1080 logo, and it was we were listening to WTIC 1080 and Chuck Mangione when I was a kid. Yeah, so, yeah, that's where so, you got him from. That's where we got yeah. the information about snow days. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a combination of consumer complaints and complaints that the uh, FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, got, and so we're getting it. You know. On, on both So ends. they get a complaint, they come to you, they yeah, say- Yeah, and, and they say, you know, what's going on? Are you hearing about this? And we say, yeah, we're hearing about it too. And we come together. And the FTC has been a, a really important partner here. Um, and that's often the case when, when we work with the federal government, um, the Department of Justice, for example. Um, we do a lot of work with the FCC. We do a lot of work with... Um, and so here, we're, we've, we've combined forces and... Uh, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of bad stuff and a lot of um, a lot of unfortunately consumers that get ripped off. This is pretty bad. So, okay. So, wh- what do you do? Well, like you, they, the, you, you take action, but wh- I don't understand what that means. Because my biggest thing with you and your office and attorneys general is, what? How do you close the loop on this stuff? You see a lot of flashbang with the lawsuits, this and that, but how do they end? And so, yeah. like, what what happens here? It's the basic blocking and tackling of an investigation and litigation. So you. Um, issue civil investigative demands or subpoenas, and the FTC uses its own powers to investigate, and we dig into it, and we talk to consumers who've been ripped off. We go, in this case, to Manchester City Nissan, and we say, here's what we're hearing. Um, You know, how do you respond? And sometimes, um, you know, on a good day, somebody who's done something wrong um, or maybe wasn't aware that they were doing something wrong or, or wasn't clear, they'll, they'll come clean and they'll sit down. They'll so talk is that about what they did? No, what? that's not what happened here. Okay. What happened here is they said, uh, not true, you know, take a hike. And, and when that's the response, um, you know, we don't just go away. 
uh, we doubled down on our investigation and um, our enforcement of the law and the FTC and the Attorney General's office know that they've been ripping off consumers. We know they've been tacking on fees to certified pre-owned vehicles when they're not supposed to. We know they're selling people certified pre-owned cars that haven't been certified pre-owned. We know they're larding on other fees like uh, uh, general asset protection or total loss protection fees that consumers, customers aren't agreeing to pay. And, so, and what ha- so what happens? So we sued them. So what's going to, so, okay, so you sue them and then there's going to be a court appearance? Or They're going to sue them. We're going to collect more documents. We'll probably put some of their, uh, of their general managers and salespeople, you know, in the chair for depositions and, and we'll bring the heat. And and hopefully they'll figure it out that that they're in big trouble because let's just let's just be clear uh, here in Connecticut when the Federal Trade Commission and the Attorney General's office have combined to sue you it's bad that doesn't happen every day and and we don't bring an action like that unless we have very serious evidence. Um, but and, your stuff rarely goes to trial. I mean, right? I mean you. Seems like you rarely go to actual trial. Well, right now we're we're in the middle of trial with Stone, so often you're actually do. in court already yeah, on that. We're in we're in court. Um, we just completed a couple of hearings before the holidays. They're going to pick up again. We're seeking a prejudgment remedy there. Um, Are you going against the owners? I'm going against the owners yeah. and the company. So the, the just for clarification for myself and the audience, there are like three suits, right? There are two civil suits, one against the school and one against the state, and then there's your actions against the school and the, the owners. owners. Yep. And you're seeking monetary damages mm-hmm. to give to to give back to the students who are wrong? That's that's part of it, but actually um the students have brought their own action. And, and to be fair, they've sued the owners and the school. They've also sued the state. That happened recently. Um, and, and then the state has sued the owners and the school uh, mostly for fines and penalties. But if there's a way to get money back to the students, we're going to try to do that as well. Yeah, I don't – see, again, like I always think lo- like about logic and not about law because yeah. I don't – and so I feel like a lot of this could go away – Go after the school and the owners, get some money from the state to make these people whole if they want to actually continue with this. Like, I just feel like these are the type of things where the people were really wronged, and these are the people that we don't, we want to help and not wrong, right? I mean, these are people trying to improve their lot in life and become nurses and, you know, improve their career prospects and support their families. And like, Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I, I personally, like, I believe I don't mind my tax dollars paying for buses. I don't mind my tax dollars going to help these people, yeah. right? So, like, why can't we do, like, a red tape cutting type grander bargain for the actual yeah, students? Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, we're talking about students um, who are mostly women, um, many of whom are women of color who um, already probably have a job. Right. And are at trying least to make one. Ends yeah. meet, right. At least at least one trying to pay the rent, trying to make the car payment um, and um, and then are trying to change their lives to improve their situation and provide for their families and, and for a brighter and stronger future for their kids. But is that something you could go to the governor and say, can we just like because I feel like, you know, everyone talks about like Lamont's legacy and stuff like like a, a, an executive decision on this could be a legacy building move. We're, but we're deep in it. And and the office, the office of higher education and the Department of Public Health and the governor uh, have been trying hard to help these students, um, to help students who are in the middle of their nursing education to continue their nursing education through, you know, what's been colloquially called a teach out. There have been a lot of efforts made, but the damage was so profound right. that fixing this is really hard to do. Yeah. I mean, could you get like a bill in the legislature, say here's a $50 million tranche or whatever, like to help them, and then, yeah. then we can continue with the lawsuit against the owners? They've tried to do that as well, and there are resources that have been deployed. But again, you, you've got students. I'm such been, a linear thinker. I know. Who've been so simple. ripped off yeah. um, by Stone, by the owner, Joe Beerbaum by his co-owners, um, this is this is such a, a bad case of, of people getting taken advantage of and swindled that um, there are people who thought they had hundreds of hours of clinical uh, experience right, and, and education that, that never happened or didn't exist. And, and fixing that problem is a profoundly difficult problem. We're going to talk weed and meta and some other stuff here. Just real quick on the stone, and we're going to get the beep in a second. When do you see this case, your case, uh, coming to a conclusion? So I expect the judge to rule on our prejudgment remedy, which which is basically an attachment of all the owner's assets and the school's assets. We're asking for a receiver to take over the school. So I, I expect that to happen in the next month or two, and then – um, unless Stone's owners and the school come to the table and, and understand that that they have to put all the money on the table that they have to make this right for these students, we're going to go to trial. Right. It's funny because uh, Chris Vandyhoof, who's a lobbyist, yeah, uh, I've known his wife used to work at NBC Connecticut with me, and he's coming in, I think, Wednesday, and he's like, I got to come in when Food Truck Tommy is, <laughs> is here. So now you've experienced the full 
WTIC. This this is a food truck Tommy Tong tasting. I don't know if you follow our social media, but it's a thing. Oh, it's sort of a, you like yeah. the Portnoy of politics. Well, we go around the state and I stuff my face at every stop. And oh, really? Put it on social media and give it a score. Do you give it a score? We don't give it a score. I you know I still have to run for office. So we don't <laughs> give can't. it a score. We just we we'll see how great it is, which so, it usually is. So you got um, you got we got the the images, so you can do that. That's great. And Tommy's a phenomenal story. He's in his seventies and. For, you know, has put his kids through school selling food out of that truck. So and a delicious bacon, egg, and cheese on a Portuguese oh, yeah. roll. There you go, and you get your Dunkin' there to boot. Yep. Um, we're sitting here with William Tong, uh, Attorney General. You know, I I, I want to bring up the Meta suit yeah. because I want to know where where it is. And I I don't when you coordinate with thirty one other attorneys general how that works. But also, I have kids, and I I, I just was talking to my wife about like we got to do a digital detox. I have, you know, I'm I'm frightened. By and I'm now better. Like I'm knee deep in my phone all the time, and I know it ruins my productivity to some degree. But it's worse for my children who can't really seemingly live without it. Um, just repeat for people what the actual suit is before we get to its status. Yeah. So um, we're suing Meta um, and Instagram and Facebook, which Meta owns, um, for taking advantage of young people and for getting them addicted to social media and, and for causing untold harms and, and monetizing that addiction. I mean, I have a, a 17-year-old, 15-year-old, and 12-year-old, and, and the first two, 17 and 15, are teenage girls. And I don't have to tell you how much damage social media is doing to young women in this country, causing not just um, bad thoughts and ba- bad body self-image, but... Um, you know, to depression and self-harm and, and worse. And Meta knows this. Meta knows that um, the key to their business model is to get young people yeah. hooked. That's their the intention. That's their business yeah, model. and they monetize that addiction. So, I, I mean, it's kind of strange because I do I take some personal responsibility for it too, right? I mean, I, I so it's one of those things where the lines start and stop. You know, wh- wh- where is the suit right now? It's just starting now, but... But everyone's in it, basically. And and you asked how this starts. Well, a few years ago, um, you know, 35, 40 AGs were in a room together. And we spend a lot of time together face-to-face, planning, discussing, figuring out how we're going to approach these problems. And everybody came to the table with their own story, right? Everybody's – many of us are parents. And when we see it every single day, it's a constant struggle to keep your kids off devices. When I did the press conference announcing – the meta lawsuit, I challenged all the reporters and cameramen. I said at the beginning, all right, before I begin this press conference, I want everyone to put their phones in their pockets and don't look at them. See if you can do it. It's hard. Right? It's hard. And yeah. and it's things like the infinite scrolling. I mean, you don't think about it, but that was developed to get people hooked so that you don't have to switch pages, right? Like on a, on a website. Right. And you just keep scrolling and scrolling, and the developer – of infinite scrolling called it behavioral cocaine. Hmm. That's how addictive it is. And so are you trying to get them to change what they do or you want to get money from them? We want them to stop both. What do you stop though? These are multi-billion dollar businesses. Yeah, and and so is the opioid and addiction industry. So is the big tobacco industry. Um, And that didn't stop the AGs who took on tobacco a generation ago, including Senator Blumenthal. And it didn't stop us in taking on Purdue and the Sacklers and the whole 
opioid and addiction industry and making them pay more than $50 billion. Right. I just read Demon Copperhead, so I, I, um, I've been thinking about that stuff a yeah. lot. I, you know, we're talking with William Tong, the Attorney General. I just, I feel like they're, like, it's what they do. So, but that's you're not going to, but you know, but I mean, I guess, how do you stop social media? How do you stop technology? The way we communicate is this is where we are. So, I mean, again, I take personal responsibility as a parent too, but like, I mean, is it going to be like a big tobacco thing? Are we going to come up with, because I'm I'm actually, it's random, but you know, one of my good friends, uh, uh, an old friend of mine is, he works at Miss Porter's and they have now a no phone policy from eight to three. And I love that. And I think every school should adopt it and all this other stuff. But like, I also think that, like, I don't know what it looks like on the other end. When we were kids, everybody smoked everywhere, right? Airplanes, restaurants, the General Assembly, every office, everybody smoked. And I think people thought that would never change. And and those companies are so huge still. Do you know the big tobacco companies pay Connecticut $120 million a year still in that settlement? Just for cigarette taxes? Just No, just— as for the part settlement. of the settlement, really, 120 million a year. They've paid almost three billion dollars so far in the 20 years since we inked that deal, just to Connecticut. Now multiply that by roughly 50 states, yeah. territories in the district, and that's a ton of money. But what that should tell you is how big that industry is, and we were able to get them to stop marketing to kids, which is what's happening now again with Meta. They're targeting kids and young people. Federal law says you can't have people. Um, under 13 on your platform. There are millions of kids under 13 on Instagram. So you want to shut them down? I want them to change. I don't yet know what it looks like. Yeah, that's where I'm struggling. But but, um, they've got to change and stop using all these tactics to get people addicted, young people addicted. They've got to put up real barriers to stop kids from using the platform when they're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. We have to have a real conversation about whether it's 13 or 16, whatever the age is. Um, that's right. We have to look at not just Meta, Instagram, and Facebook, but TikTok too. So that and might be coming. That might be coming. We're looking at TikTok. We're investigating TikTok. I've already announced that. And money talks, right? The one thing that'll cause them to change is a big penalty, and and that's always been true in these big cases. And you know, when the states are aligned, when all of the states are together and taking on these big companies. We're a pretty formidable. Force. And this is 32 states, including Connecticut. Um, is it's, it grown? It's, it's 35 states in in our case, but almost every state. Has there are other cases have. There are other states have their own cases, or for whatever reason, they're doing something on their own. But almost everybody's involved. And just we have to go. We're over. But timetable. When do you think this this type of thing? This, this is going to be years huge, and years and this years. This is a generational battle, and yeah. there's more to come this year. Yeah. Uh, William Tong is the other voice here with Brian Shackman, uh, Connecticut AG. Uh, I had a couple of listeners who said they wanted to hear about uh, the High Bazaar. And, you know, I, I don't really know this this push and pull between, you know, black market, marijuana yeah. with legal. But this is a little different. This is like above board black market. I, I explain all this. I, I don't know that it's above board. Not above board yeah. in terms of like yeah. honesty, but like everyone seems to know about it and and just explain what it is. Yeah, it, basically, I, I think you pay an admission fee to go to these these fairs, and they quote unquote gift you cannabis. Which so it's le- a, it's legal. Nah, it's illegal. That that's a loophole that was closed. It's not legal. And look, people need to understand. Um, 
the legislature, the governor made a judgment that we would have uh, adult use cannabis in this state, and and that's the law of this state. Right. So and, whether you agree with it or not, yeah, that's the law. That's the law of the yeah. state. And but but it doesn't mean that you can do whatever the heck you want, right? You have to you have to follow the law, and you can only acquire cannabis from uh, a licensed dispensary, and it has to be regulated, and it has to be uh, it has to conform to all the particulars of of size, weight, potency, because we want to keep people safe, right? We don't we don't want just w- want this free for all, um, not just black market, but gray market where you know people do whatever. Um, they feel like doing. And my job as the state's chief civil law enforcement officer is to make sure that people are following that law. It's a very carefully constructed program. So do you shut them? I mean, I don't I don't know the story that well, but, you know, so you try to get an injunction or like, how does it work? Yeah, we've sent a cease and desist. And I think they've canceled the they just canceled the high bazaar this past. And who's weekend. the they? who's the they? It's a couple of operators, you know entrepreneurs and and um I, I think they were hosting it at a masonic temple and we send a cease and desist to both the operators and the masonic temple you know the other thing we're going after are these bootleg cannabis products um which we find in in smoke shops you know smoke shops uh, many smoke shops act like they can do whatever they want, and they're not licensed dispensaries. Wait, so the, there are smoke shops that sell THC on the down low? Yeah, not even on the down low. They put it right out there on the on the shelves. But when we do raids, they have some stuff on the shelves, right? And then you go in the back and you go in the ceiling tiles like you have here, and you find you find uh, cannabis flower, you find other illicit drugs, you find firearms, you find money, you find secret ledgers. I mean, it's crazy. Huh. <laughs> The black market, uh, it lives on. We're, we're talking with William Tong, Attorney General. I Do you find it strange that here you are, at, I won't name your age. and I'm you're, 50. Okay. I'm 52. Big five zero. How's it going? You look good. Ah. Eh. You know, the knees. My back, my knees. knees. <laughs> it gets, it, I shouldn't have had this bacon, egg, and cheese, I'll yeah, tell you that. It'll stick with you. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's funny that, you know, you're dealing with a world now where gambling's legal. Yeah. Weed's legal. Yeah. I mean, is it something that you thought what would happen? In some ways, it makes a lot of sense, but it's just strange now that governments are making money off of these things. Yeah, and, and it's hard to keep people safe. I mean, I, I you go to a go to the casinos and—, and you know they do a good job of looking out for problem gamblers and and helping to support programs, but but problem gaming is a thing, right? And now you have sports gaming, and and uh, you and I both know one of the big targets in the sports gaming community are young men, mm-hmm. right? Who don't have tons of money to lose, and and that's a real issue. And well, now you can lose money electronically, and it doesn't even feel like you've right. lost it. And you can right. lose a ton, right? And then of course, kids, young people. You know what's really scary to me is we've seen these these fake snack bags and it says ruffles on it and it looks like a ruffles bag or cheetos and it looks like a cheetos bag with the stupid cheetah right the orange cheetah but it's filled with thc edibles right right? and my kids 17 15 were like that's not a thing it's totally a thing yeah right i see sour patch kids you know all that thing you leave that out in the counter right some careless young person or even a parent who's Maybe not being super careful, and aunt or uncle, and they leave it on the counter, and some five-year-old, seven-year-old sees it, opens it up, takes the whole bag, eats the whole thing. They're going to the hospital, 
You know, they're not just feeling loopy for, yeah. you know, an hour. They're going to the emergency room. And that's what's really scary to me, not just as a parent, but as the attorney general. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the one thing I've, I've talked a lot about on this show, people talk, sports gambling gets all the headlines, but it's the casino gaming that's the most dangerous because you can play it any time of day, all day. There's no, like, at least with sports wagering, there are games you have to peg it on, whereas, like, the casino stuff, you could do it all the time, and it can be just as deep a rabbit hole as your, your scrolling videos. And yeah. It's, I, I, you know, I, I think uh, it, when they ran the story about the high bazaar, somebody attached a, a headline that, that I was a buzzkill. <laughs> and and we're, not, we're not trying to be, but we're just trying to keep people safe, right? I, I understand that... Um, Obviously, you know, alcohol drinking is legal. Have a good time. Do so responsibly. Yeah. Right. And and we've learned as a generation not to drink and drive. And I think we've made a lot of headway there, although it still happens. Same with cannabis and, and gaming and anything else that that one ought to do in moderation. And we have laws in place to keep people safe um, so that they don't they don't take or ingest tainted uh, products or Cannabis products. I mean, talk about something that that really scares us and keeps us up at night, and that's the fentanyl crisis, right? Or the xylazine crisis, where illicit drugs are laced with um, with chemicals that can kill you, right? Just a little bit, and 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 that's something that we all have to be vigilant about. Yeah, I think that's the number one reason why I am constructive on legalized. Because if it's regulated, that stuff doesn't happen. Uh, uh, Mr. Attorney General, you know, I like to give these kind of moments. You know, we got like a minute and a half left. Yeah. Anything else on your mind or you want Connecticut residents to know about as we head into 2024? Big tech is um, is our focus and keep keeping, keeping people safe, young people safe from the harms of social media, Meta, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You know, there are others out there, YouTube and Snapchat. Obviously, you know, I know that our kids are on those platforms all the time. Um, we have antitrust cases against Google and Amazon. These companies are so dominant in our lives, and they're important. And And when I talk about Amazon, I have to joke and say, don't worry, Prime still works, <laughs> right? I haven't taken that I just away. ordered something. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm waiting for something this afternoon. But that, that doesn't mean that we don't have to hold them accountable and keep them from ripping us off and taking advantage of consumers. And that's a constant struggle and a constant battle. But um, now beginning my sixth year as attorney general, it's hard to believe. Um, it's a tremendous honor to do this work for the people of this state. Well, it's great to have you on. I, I appreciate you putting yourself out there. You know, our audience, they always chime in with subjects they want us to cover. And uh, we appreciate the transparency, and we'll do it again sometime soon. Look forward to it. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.